Thank you for tuning in to the Newborn Church of God and True Holiness podcast. We are so delighted that you came today to hear God's word for your life. We invite you to also join us for service at Newborn Church of God and True Holiness located at 2800 Northwest 12th Street, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where the pastor is Bishop Myron J. Feltner Sr. If you're ever looking for a home church or in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to have you. Our service times are on Sunday with Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. Morning worship begins at 11 a.m. And then on Wednesday nights, we have our prayer and Bible study and praise and worship service starting at 7.45 p.m. Again, we'd love to have you. Also, if you'd like to sow into this ministry because these messages and this podcast have been a blessing to you, you may do so via our cash app. Our cash app is dollar sign newborn F-T-L-A-U-D. Again, that's dollar sign newborn spelled N-E-W-B-O-R-N F-T-L-A-U-D. We appreciate all donations and pray that the Lord will richly bless you for sowing into his kingdom. Now, without further ado, let's hear God's word. Something that can help us stay strong in the Lord. It's the same thing that can possibly help you stay strong in your relationship with your companion, strong with your job. All these have one thing in common, a desire. When the desire leaves, the ambition leaves. Yeah. And same vice versa. So we need to understand that the title of our lesson is a uh, spiritual desire. A lot of people won't continue on in this way because that spiritual desire it's going to fade out or fizzle out. And the problem is not with me or you. Even if they, now see, you got to understand the tricks of the devil. The Bible said we're not ignorant to Satan's devices. He, he go, the, the devil's job is to blame somebody for why they can't do what, they, what God required for them to do. So they may blame me. They may blame you. They may blame somebody else. Oh, because uh, I was molested as a kid and all that. They may blame something else like that. Some little exterior factor. But the fact that remains that we can still have a desire. A spiritual desire. It don't have to wax cold. If anything, it's going to wax hot, hot. The reason why it needs to wax hot, because we know that Christ is soon to come. Amen. If he didn't come yesterday... I know he's going to, he may come today. If he ain't come today, he may come tomorrow. It's a future event. So each and every day, we know that we're living one step closer to a predestinated journey to get out of here. One way or the other, we're going to get out of here. Praise the Lord. Okay? Now, 
scriptures is uh, Hebrews 13 chapter. I may I may go into two parts with this lesson. Praise the Lord. It, 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 it's kind of deep. Praise the Lord. But I need you to understand and get this information. It's very instrumental and, and encouraging and motivating for us to get it. Hebrews 13 and 8. Tyler, can you read please? Read down 8 to the 18. 8 to the 18. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which they serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 13 and 20. I'm going to skip there and read this. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect. Look, if we don't keep that desire, we will not get perfect in Christ. Amen. But you got to keep this desire. Make it, it will make you perfect in every good work. There are some works that you seem to be lacking in. Some work that I may be lacking in. Praise the Lord. But I ain't worried about it because God is going to make me perfect in. He's going to do the work. Not Somebody else gonna tell me nothing with Bob Army, no, no, he gonna do the work. He gonna he know how to get us to do what he needs us to do. He uh gonna make us perfect in every good work to do his will. Amen. Working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight. Now, remember it said, it said working with you what is well pleasing in his sight. Something we might have a sight to do, but that ain't what God want will for you to do. Right. God may will for you to do something else, and when you find that out, you're gonna when you work in it, God will bless. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna work out what's well pleasing in this sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is Hebrew 13, 20, and 21. Now, is there a spiritual desire missing in your life? We must ask ourselves, is something missing? Praise the Lord. Is there some 
closer connection you want with the Lord and you just haven't been able to get there. Let's find out what you need to do. Praise the Lord. All of us cannot get to a plateau where we say, I'm there. You ain't there till you're already here. Yes, Praise the Lord. There's some... We have the notion or, 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 or the, the stigma in holiness church or Pentecostal church that the men's supposed to be preachers and the women's supposed to just be women. Praise the Lord. But you can be a morning woman and get a prayer too. You can be a prophetess. You can be somebody that's, uh, 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 that's, that's uh, uh, very important to the plan of God. Amen. You can be a, 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 matri a matriarch. Praise the Lord. A leader among women. Praise the Lord. God, we need that in the church too. That's why well we need leaders of men. We need leaders of women. Praise the Lord. There are some things that the women can talk about that us men should not have to talk about. Praise the Lord. Right. So it's that. This is a, 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 a probably rhetorical question, and it's, it's probably a question that you have to answer yourself. Is there a spiritual desire missing in your life? Now, according to the book of Hebrews, he clearly spelled out in verse 20 and 21, the scriptures are given that we may be made complete and equipped to do good works and perform his will. Mm -hmm. He desires to work through us to reach out to the lost people of the world. There's somebody lost on your job. Somebody lost in your family lineage or your family line. Mm -hmm. Somebody's lost, even in your own household. You want to try to reach them. Yeah. Praise God, right? Now, in the concluding of the words of Hebrews are not written, these particular words that are written in the Bible, they're not written for our education or information or curiosity. They, uh, 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 they are written for a practical purpose. He wrote these words that we can grab it and it will fire in us a desire to fulfill a purpose. To supply what is lacking in you in order that we may bring forth more and lasting fruit. And so that Jesus Christ is glorified through the redemption of his son and daughters into the kingdom of God. Now, the apostle Paul wrote in his first letter to the Thessalonians concerning bringing, being perfected and complete in the faith. Praise the Lord. We're not, we want to make sure that we constantly are going toward perfection. In a sense, look at yourself like a plant that you got that's producing fruit, a fruit tree. Every year, you want to produce fruit, but you want to produce better and bigger fruit as opposed to in the previous year, right? right. You don't want to get worse and worse. And then some may say, you can sit there and say, something ain't right. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Something ain't right. <laughs> you got to look at yourself as a fruit, uh, uh, as, as a potential candidate to produce fruit, and you want to make sure that you get better and better at producing it. Praise Lord. If you don't continue in this particular uh, have a, a, a spiritual desire, you will fizzle out. Amen. A plant that's in life, for instance, I got a mango tree. A mango tree don't just all of a sudden desire not to produce a lot, a lot of fruit. Something happened that, infect, that affects it 
or infected because it not to lose the fruit. Amen. Because the way a fruit, uh, the tree is designed, external factors are, 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 are sometimes the uh, uh, requirement to bring it back to good health. You, with a spiritual desire, got to know what can bring you back to good health. Praise the Lord. It's the word of God. God's word. Praise the Lord. It ain't music. It ain't a good movie on the TV. It ain't looking at the social media and all that. That's encouraging if you got it on the right thing. But you need some word. The Bible says the word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We got, we got to be washed by the water by the word of God. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 10. I'm just going to read this one scripture. You don't have to get it. But night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. That's our desire. That we can perfect what's lacking in your faith. Praise the Lord. That's why we have church and we have various things where we go out and visit here and visit there and we have certain events where they come down here because we're trying to help motivate you and encourage you to let you know that uh, it's something that you may be lacking and something that you may need and you can get it out of these types of service. Praise the Lord. Whether we go or whether they come here. It's something that you can get. You shouldn't come in here and leave out the same way. You want to come in and leave out better. Praise the Lord. And you can if you keep your mind open to the ear, to the to the word of God. You can't come in, oh, is this the same old word? You got the you got the spark that desire in you. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's a desire in you. Praise the Lord. And it, 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 it wants to grow. It's a, uh, if you got the Holy Ghost, it, it wants to grow. It wants more, 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 more. Any question? All right. In order to produce fruit, you must let something happen. What do you think it is? To produce fruit. Gotta have seed in you. Gotta have what? A seed in you. A seed in you. Right. I agree. You gotta have a seed in you. And we have studied scriptures in uh and uh, the, the four gospel writers cover a very scripture where when the seed is planted, the devil comes to try to pluck it out to you. It don't stop because you got the seed of Christ in you today, praise Lord, or you're on fire today. Any given moment of time, the devil's there to pluck that seed out of you. He's, he, he, now, he has a desire to pull it out. You can facilitate that or you can deny that from happening. Praise Lord. But his desire is to pull that Strong desire to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh. Now he he used external factors though. He used the thing pertaining to this world to pull it out of you. He never used anything spiritual because all our spiritual equipment or our spiritual or uh, weaponry is to keep us living holy. Praise the Lord. So he used external factors like something out of the job, something at the home, something, something. Some social media events, some television, some. He used all these things to pull on you, to pull on you. Amen. Or should I say, distract you. Yeah. To keep you from focusing your attention on what's really important. Mm -hmm. The thing that with, with spiritual desire, we got, that, that came a point in my life where I realized this is more important mm -hmm. than anything I ever wanted to do. With my life, 
or any type of event I want to do, this is more important. It's more important because after I leave this earth, I'm going to have to stand before the Lord. If, if that wasn't the case, it wouldn't be important. I can just do what I want. But because somebody's going to judge me and tell me according to the word, look at the word, look at me and go, I didn't say, you felt it, you don't measure up. That's going to be a horrible event. A tear-jerking event. According to the Bible, it's going to be weeping, right, sister? Weeping and gnashing the teeth. <laughs> That's all we're going to be doing. What mercy? When is the best time to get the mercy? Now. now it's the acceptable time. We need that mercy now. Okay, moving on. So we see that in order to produce fruit, we must we must let something happen. Let's find out what else. Brother, let's hit on it. Time, time. Praise the Lord. Brotherly love must abide in the church of Jesus Christ. Brotherly love must be there. There's a reason why the, the scripture addressed brotherly love. The scripture clearly communicates the essential nature of love for one another. Paul wrote to the Corinthians that without love, we become like sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. Mm -hmm. We say it, I love you, but no action is really involved in it. So yes, it makes a noise, but just as quick it fades away. Mm. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 talks about that. Now, also, he stated that without love, the good deeds we may perform will not profit us at all. 1 Corinthians 13, 2 and 3 talks about that. Love is the essential quality by which Christians are recognized in the world. They're going to truly recognize you being a Christian when you have love for one another Amen. and for your brother and sister. Amen. And with that love, you got to have some empathy. you got to have some compassion. You have a desire to want to help people. They recognize someone showed love and kindness to me that brought me to say, let me go and see about what this salvation plan is. You can't just treat people any old way, you know, that old way, we might have to throw it away, praise the Lord. And sometimes our nature, we, we get a prayer life enough, we want to be mad, we want to be hard, but the love the devil, the Lord will say, don't no, no. Don't, don't do that. Sometimes we have an idea, me and my wife, we have an desire to do something, and the Lord may talk to her, but talk to me and say, don't do that. Don't do it. Or I say, don't. The Lord told me, don't do it. You, you got to comply with what the Lord said. Don't do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, John 13, 34 and 35 said, And a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciple if you have love for one another. 
People are out there trying to condemn you with whatever it is you watch on TV, what you listen to, what you engage in, praise the Lord. But more importantly, you make sure you have the ability to love people in spite of what they hurl at you. They may throw insults at you, but you have to throw love at them in order to gain them, praise the Lord. They may try to get you far, but in turn, you don't do nothing but throw love at them to make them feel ashamed what they have put thrown at you, and make them feel Shame if they have uh, scandalized your name for the wrong reason. It shouldn't be any truth in it. Praise the Lord. I know that we still growing, praise the Lord, and in some situations there may be some truth in it. But we need to consider and seek God more. Say, Lord, when our prayer, when we have a prayer life, we say, Lord, give me a spiritual desire. Give me a hunger and thirst to be more like you. Give me a love to love you more than how David loved you. Give me wisdom and knowledge of how to implement. Give me a, a course and a direction and how to proceed in this life that I don't put you to an open shame or make you feel, make you uh, regret even saving, sanctifying me. Praise the Lord. God went a little bit further. If you sanctify, you don't sanctify it. You walk with a price. You no longer your own. So your desire, that desire that you have, it needs to die. But I'm right. Praise the Lord. With that right, make them come to church. Amen. Any questions? All right, moving on. Praise the Lord. After new believers experience salvation, they need to establish, they need to be established in the faith. Do you agree with me? Mm -hmm. Right. Their faith needs to increase. Yeah. And you must understand, the world is there to take that faith that have increased to pull it back down. Praise the Lord. Don't, don't go for it. Living for God involves much more than offering li a lively and enthusiastic worship on Sunday. And at midweek week service. The new birth experience involves developing and nurturing a daily relationship with Christ. But I'm so busy. Find time. Praise the Lord. You know, I like to think when I was out there in the world, I found time to smoke or drink or do whatever I wanted to do. Find time for 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 to give to the Lord. By carefully, by carefully heeding and obeying the principles of the word of God, we will be fully equipped. Remember, it's something that we want to make sure that we got. If we carefully heed or pay attention and obey, just not just hear it, but begin to try to obey it, the principle of the word of God, we will be fully equipped and able to bear fruit for Jesus Christ. Amen. Believers who continue in, in the grace of Jesus Christ and the practice of Christian principle will inhabit a continuing city of God. Remember, 
the word of God in a certain place tell us that we look for a city whose builder and maker is God. This is not the city. So if this is not the city, we're just passing through. Praise the Lord. Any questions? Okay, moving on. We must also have a desire to entertain strength, strength. Amen. Remember, one of us or all of us at one given time was a stranger. I was a stranger. I didn't know nothing about God. Somebody had to entertain me. Praise the Lord. Someone had to tell me about the Lord. Praise the Lord. They could have messed it up, right? They could have did something that made me say, I ain't coming back. Praise the Lord. But again, even if they messed it up, I still had a, a, a spiritual desire to learn about God. And sometimes you have to look over people's faults in order to get to learn more and more about God. Realizing that everybody in the church ain't perfect. Somebody may hurt your feelings sitting next to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody may say something over the phone talking about you and you find out it hurts your feelings. Forgive them. That's the nature of Christ. Forgive them. Remember, all of it is just a test. Test a test. God trying to see, God is trying to let you see what's going to make you buckle. The devil throws stuff. Remember, the devil can't do nothing at you unless you first go to God and say, Lord, can I do that? Because have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> what make you even better, better than Job? You say you saved. To what level are you saved? Are you saved enough for God to test you and allow something to happen to you? And, and God knows he ain't going to put on you what Job went through. But he wants you to consider. He may possibly say, have you considered my servant? My servant? Sister this? Brother that? Brother Chris, have you considered my servant? Sister? Says, but Christian, have you considered? The Lord may say, have you considered? Tell him, tell him the devil, have you considered? You're like, wait a minute, Lord, what are you doing? Right. You set me up. In the fire. Yeah, why, why, why are you going to put me up? <laughs> have you considered? God wouldn't even bring that up if he didn't know. See, look, look. The God we serve can see the future before it happens. That's something that our finite mind can't wrap around because we know nobody can do that. You can't see five and ten years down the road. God can. God can always see a test performed when he, before it even happened and know the outcome. So I, I'm sure that's what happened when he said, have you considered my servant Job? He already saw Job was going to go do it. Yep, he did. <laughs> Are you? I'm not saying to pray that the Lord do that to you, but there's a possibility God might do that to you. Yes. Does he, do you think that God tests us to allow us to get better? To get what? To get better. Yeah. To get better, yeah. The test is to get better. That's not to get bitter, yeah. but better. All right, all right, all right. Not to get bitter. Some people be like, oh, they, they, like they got an attitude with the Lord. But they don't see the Lord, so guess who they take it out on? Everybody here. Who, who, who? Everybody here. 
Everybody else. Especially these sanctified people. Oh, you. As if you ain't going through nothing. You know you're going through something, but they don't know it. Shadow was 24-7. You'd be like, man, you taking that? I had to take something today. And call me anything but a child of God today, but I just let it roll. I felt, I felt, I felt, I felt the devil talking in my mind saying, you need to stop your car and back up. I said, oh. And I, I let my foot off the gas, and I said, no, I ain't doing that. I just kept on going. I got me out of that place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I started to back up and go to the UPS truck. He cussed me out. I was just turning the corner, and he called me a little something-something that I, I don't feel like I am. I had to think my eyes Now, look, look. When the devil throw this stuff at you, you got to make sure that God is, is on board. You got to make sure also that you have a desire to fulfill what God wants in your life, not what they want. Praise the Lord. I could have went back there and had a little conversation with them. It may not have turned out the way I thought it would. Praise the Lord. So I just kept on driving as if he didn't say nothing. That's how you need to handle the situation sometimes. Sometimes you need to just, the best Offense is none. Just don't say nothing. To be quiet. Sometimes people talk, say things, come to themselves, realize, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Praise the Lord. But sanctified folks don't do that, do we? And if we do, that lets you know you ain't perfect. But God's still working on you. You need to grow, grow. To keep a desire, a spiritual desire. All right, moving on. Okay, so we, uh, okay. we talk about entertaining strength. We need to entertain strength. So the writer of Hebrew, through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, remind us to exercise hospitality, kindness, courtesy to strangers. In the biblical time, hospitality. Was a was a vital uh, 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 source to travelers, where they didn't have the various lounging capabilities that we have today. Praise the Lord! And in some cases, people still are struggling even to try to get a a, a one night in a one lounging facility because things are going up and up and up. Yeah. Praise the Lord! Hospitality goes a long way, especially if you open your door to them. You know, first thing you say, I don't know you. But some of us through our walk in Christ realize somebody opened the door to us and said, come on in. But they didn't really know us. But they still let, they let us come in. They didn't know us, but they know a God that they trust. Praise the Lord. They had faith that God would protect them. Mm -hmm. Even though they didn't know nothing about you. Praise the Lord. So they, they didn't have this thing. So, but uh, to entertain strangers with hospitality is very important. Which appeals to the idea that some have unknowingly entertained angels unaware. This may be true in a sense where we may entertain angels or potential angels. We're all going to be angels once God 
the transformation take place. Praise you, right? So you may entertain strangers not knowing that God gonna call them in later on and they're gonna be angels unaware. Or there's a situation in the scripture where one cannot help but think about Abraham hosting the visiting angels who were soon to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. The point is that we never know how important small deeds of kindness and hospitality yeah. Yeah. may be. We think because I can't do nothing big, I won't do nothing. Yes. That reminds me of people that when I tell them about saving money, they say, I, ain't, I don't make that much money. They're looking to say to themselves, I would have a savings account or I would save something if I had a large lump to put in there. Mm -hmm. But a little bit here and there going to add up. Don't right. mm -hmm. wait for a large lump. Train yourself now. Get in the habit of doing it. Praise the Lord. Any questions? Amen. So we see that entertaining strangers is very important because somebody may want to come to the Lord. Somebody said something or did something and it, it, it did in, in, interfere with your schedule. But don't think it's in vain because they didn't come. Mm -hmm. Don't never, see if you think everything you do, if you, if I tell somebody about yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wasted 30 minutes. Don't, don't think it's not yours to waste. That's God's time. You are living in God's time. That's right. He has power to uh, yeah. send your life or, yeah. or cut it off short. Stop saying, I ain't got time for this. You got time. Praise the Lord. How else are people going to get people in the church if we don't say nothing to them? Amen. More so, show them, do something, do something to help them. Now, I know the cost. There's, there's a, 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 a situation out here where we're so scared that people are going to try to abuse us and use us. But look, it's going to happen. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I got used plenty of time. God told me, give and help them do this. Yeah, but I helped them, helped them, helped them. They ain't show up yet. Do I, do I just, oh man, I ain't going to talk to nobody. I just keep on going. That's just his life. This, this, this is your cup of suffering that you have to deal with. Christ had to deal with the worst cup. The worst part of his cup was to die. You just got to go through this, how people treat you and, and put you through stuff. Praise the Lord. But you can, you can take it. Amen. Any questions? Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's just planting the seed, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fantasy. Sometimes, take them out. Hey, come on, I'm taking out the lot. Me? I'm about to sell five churches on me. What? Now they're blown away. Mm -hmm. What? 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 They're trying to figure you out and can't. Because based on how they were treating you, it don't equal you buying them up. So now they have to have to throw all that in God. Somebody there? Any questions? Somebody got something? Amen. Amen. It's a, it's a good lesson. Okay. Also, okay. Okay. 
Okay, also, to, we must experience, we must have a spiritual desire to remember those who suffered previously. Stop thinking and being selfish. It's all about me. It's all about me. Look, somebody else suffered to get the life. You the ability to come and have worship here. Someone had to go through. Someone else endured all the way to the end. Unfortunately, we they thought was going to be the rapture. It was the uh, uh, the spiritual the, the the death of this life. But they did suffer. They, they endured it. Don't think. I'm the only one. Nobody else is feeling what I'm going to do. The only, only reason you think that, because the devil, number one, is telling you that. Number two, you probably don't go nowhere to talk to nobody and, 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 and entertain anybody to find out what they're going to do at various other places. You'll find out you, you have more in common when you go there, go here, go there, than you do if you just sit here and stay in your own little bubble or circle. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. But remember those who suffer. Um, the writer of Hebrews was possibly in prison for preaching the gospel. He exhorted his readers to remember those who suffer bondage and adversary and adversity. Excuse me, for they also are part of the body of Christ. These are people that suffer and some have died, but they still are part of the body of Christ. They did that suffering. Their cup was finally over, empty. It was time for them to go lay down and rest from their language. When one member of the body suffered, we all suffer. And who knows when we could be the one suffering next. Believers may be mistreated, persecuted, and suffer the vengeance of a wrath of an unbeliever. As long as we are in the flesh, we are subject to the trials and temptations of life. We should not look down upon those who suffer as if God is judging them. All suffering is not God trying to chastise them. Some is just the the cup of this life we must endure. We should weep with them that we even pray for them for their release Amen. and proper treatment. Many of our brothers and sisters worldwide live in the perils or in the dangers in the shadow of persecution and death. Various countries we hear about, praise the Lord, they live in various situations where they can't even preach, come to a synagogue or come to a sanctuary uh, and hear God's word because they're so scared of being put to death. We in the North America who enjoy religious freedom should rejoice in the freedom and realize that it is a treasure to cherish. To have the capability to just come out like we do. And hear God's word. Who knows what the future brings? We may not be, there may be a possibility where we may not be able to do these things. Praise the Lord. If God delays coming, only God knows. Praise the Lord. So take advantage of it. You know, don't wait till somebody's off the scene and say, I wish I had came more. I wish I had listened more. I wish. Pastor Walker, that's, that's my regret with him. I wish I had listened and paid close attention to everything he was doing now. I didn't know that. I, 
was going to pass on to me, and I was going to. You never know what life's going to throw at you. Learn. Be willing to learn. Don't always reject it because it's something you don't want to do. Learn it. Do it. Don't. Okay. Any questions? Comment? Okay. Also, a spiritual desire. There must be a spiritual desire that there should be a spiritual desire to keep the Christian values. Amen. What are the Christian values? We may hit on some of what is what are some of the Christian values? What's the value? Christian values that Christian have? Anybody know? Loving each other. Loving each other. We talked about that, yeah. What else? Obeying God's word, that's another Christian thing. Fellowship, that's another. See, people don't think fellowship is very important. We, we, we deny things because we are judging it. That's like saying, I don't believe going to church all the time will make my faith increase, so therefore I won't go. We, we shoot it down before. That's what I used to do. I used to say the exact thing. I will shoot it down without even trying. Not knowing that if I tried, it will. So we can't shoot it down because it's something that we don't want to do. And then sometimes you need to check yourself to see who's in control of you. Is it the devil? You know, tell yourself, I'm going to go to this church today, this church event. And the devil will say, oh, no, you And then say to yourself, well, if it was Disney World, would I go? <laughs> Yes, sir. Somebody say no question. <laughs> well, if you were going to that, because now it's something you agree with. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that you don't agree with, or you don't see the the, the, uh, the benefit from it, you we'll shut it down. So we can't. We got to keep an open mind and realize that I need to be in order for me to get closer with God. Something that maybe I'm lacking that I need to try to do and just try it. Like somebody said. Try going to church. You might like it. Try praying. You might like it. Try fasting. You might like it. Try studying God's word. You might like it. Try getting the Holy Ghost. You might like it. I say it. You're going to need it. You're going to need it, right? You're going to need it. For those who don't have the Holy Ghost, not just necessarily here, but those over the airway, there's something that you really need in this day and time. You need some power from on high. The Holy Ghost is very important. It's that sixth sense on top of here, she touch, smell, and taste. You need that power. That extra power. Let me give you an example. When I was in the world, I wasn't seeing the Holy Ghost. But when I went to the club, I said, I need the power. So I said, give me a hit of that. Give me a drink of this. Give me this. I had something. Just yeah, that's, you know, it, I felt like it was my boost. You know how we did. So in, in Christ, you need a boost too. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. You need the Holy Ghost. And you owe it to yourself to find out what this Holy Ghost is. Well, my pastor ain't telling me about the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, it's the Holy Ghost that's promised to you. All of us here got it. Jesus, Jesus. it ain't, that let us know it ain't for just them. I wasn't way back there with them. Unless God just teleported us up here. 
<laughs> no, that ain't happening. It's, it's available for us. Okay. Moving on. There should be a spiritual desire to keep Christian values. And, and I asked, what was that? The main thing you should, know, you should probably say, but why? Why should I want these Christian values? Why is it so important? Why? As necessary and beautiful as the new birth experience is, it is vital for Christian to realize that living for God only begins there. A relationship with God entails more than an initial con uh, 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 conversion experience. A faithful life of obedience to the epistles or the letters and other passages in the scripture will keep a person strong. I just told you what to keep you strong. If you were listening, you got it. It will keep you strong and able in his relationship with God. It is vital for he or she to discover and appreciate and live according to the true Christian values. You want that you want those Christian values because it makes you strong. A strong plant can produce good fruit. That's right. A weak plant, you see it coming up every day, leaves and nothing on it. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Question? Comments? Okay. What are the Christian values? There are three Christian values. One is honorable love. Honorable love. I'm going to talk about that. Now, sadly, we live in a culture that promotes the idea of free love, right? Lifestyle choices and pursuit of personal pleasure without regards for the concerns of others. Now, these and other similar ideas run counter or against the beautiful plan of God for a man and a woman in marriage. God made a man and a woman and he ordained the concept of marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The union of a man and one man and one woman for as long as they both remain living. Sexual intimacy in marriage is blessed by God. Amen. You didn't know that. Amen. But Sexual expression outside of the context is a perversion and it's fornication. It is sexual sin. Marriage is to be held in honor, esteem, worthy, precious. This is a great price and especially dear. This is, and also talked about in Hebrews 13 and 4. A Christian should be above reproach in all his relationship, and especially in regards to maintaining his or her sexual purity. That makes you become honorable. I respect you. Everybody they will put you down. Mm -hmm. But you ain't, you ain't living for that. You're living for the Lord. I'm trying to tell you how to keep strong in the Lord. Mm -hmm. See, when you're dealing with Issues that you jump in, trying to jump, that's going to make you weak. Mm -hmm. 
a little love, a little lemon, lemon the whole lump. You 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 mess it up. You it's like saying, well, I just take a little hit here, a little, 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 little dabble here, a little dabble here. That's gonna mess you up. Because mm -hmm. that little dabble has a great effect. Amen. You ever had a small pill given to you tonight? <laughs> I don't see how you do anything. <laughs> Doctor gave me a pill one time. It was so small. Oh. I took that thing in and knocked me out. <laughs> I said, what was in that thing? Yes, sir. I'm a big 200-something pound man. Mm -hmm. How is that little thing going to have an effect on me? Oh, it did. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't play with it. Don't play with the law. Don't play with the devil. Okay, another spiritual value we need to consider is in, in, in a spiritual desire is honest conversation. We're going to talk about honest conversation. Hebrews 13 and 5 said, let your conversation be without covetedness mm -hmm. and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee Amen. nor forsake thee. A Christian should live with honesty in all his or her relationships. The word conversation in Hebrews 13 and 5, which means a, a manner, a way, a fashion, as, even as, or like as, manner of life. In other words, according to the use of the word in the New Testament, our conversation refers not only to the way or words that we speak, but also the larger issue of the way we live mm -hmm. and our conduct ourselves and how we conduct ourselves. All right? Mm -hmm. Any questions? Amen. Also, the third is honoring those who speak the word of God. We need to learn to honor those. I ain't say be a slave to them. I say honor them. Mm -hmm. Honor. You, it's a certain thing that we do. We honor our parents. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. We honor our parents. It's a certain thing that they, uh, even when I got grown, it's a certain thing I would say to my parents and I wouldn't say. Something I wish I could say and I thought, I don't know. I respect them. I just I keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. Honor. According to our lesson. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Let me come conversation. Let me go back. Come conversation. One more thing. With conversation. Uh, Philippians 2, 14 and 16. Thank you. Philippians 2, 14 and 16 tell us that. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless. You want to be blameless mm -hmm. and harmless. The sons of God, sons or daughters of God, without rebuke. If you don't murmur and complain, no reason to get rebuke. Ain't that right, sister? Those that have children. Ain't that right? When the kids murmur and complain, you want to rebuke them, right? But if they just do it, no moment grumbling complain without rebuke. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, for us, we got to be like that too without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as light. You want to shine as light, so you you want you, you got to make sure that 
you are conducting yourself according to that. So, uh, uh, among those ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. Day of Christ ain't here yet, but one day it's gonna come. You're gonna be so happy. Oh, thank you, God. I did it. That I have not ran, ran or run in vain. I ain't serving God for nothing. Just for a show to impress you. My, my living for the Lord is beyond putting on a show to impress people. I left that kind of life out uh, uh, when I got saved. That, that trying to impress people. Only one I'm trying to impress is the Lord. Second is my wife. Amen. Am I doing a good job, baby? Praise the Lord. Yeah, I guess there's always room for improvement. <laughs> Amen. But I, I, we left that out now. now that I have not ran in vain, neither labored in vain. Your work that you're trying to do is what, the thing that you're trying to stop doing. And sometimes when you find out something else you need to stop doing, God enlightened you that you understand to stop doing it so that you can stop doing it. It's not for you to say, well, I would, but, you know, I guess I'm weak. I just, I don't know if I'm really ready. You got to stop doing it. If God woke you up to the fact that you need to stop doing something. You need to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Christians should shine as lights in the world that has been darkened by sin and evil deeds. You know good and well, a lot of people we know are walking in darkness, in sin and evil deeds. And they're trying to encourage you to come do it with them. Mm -hmm. As Christians shine individually, the world the whole world becomes illuminated by the glory of God through the testimonies of lives lived for the cause of Christ. Others in the world can know above the, uh, about the church of Jesus Christ and they can experience hope for a difference and change for a good in their own sinful life. I've experienced that in my transformation. People Jesus. telling me how their life has changed and did things going to, and I said, I want that, I want that, I want that. But you gotta go through something to get that. Yeah. It ain't gonna just be put in your lap. Yeah, you know, people like to say, Well, God loves us all. Yeah, he loves all, yeah, he loves all, but we all ain't the sons of God, we all ain't the children of God. Praise the Lord. Only those that he coming back for those that accepting him and walking according to his plan. Praise the Lord. Everybody, because he blessed you, don't mean he accept you. Any questions? Okay. We should experience the desire. We should have a desire to be consistent, which means constant. Mm -hmm. We must have a consistency about mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. to remain constant in what we have been enlightened, enlightening. If God enlightened us, for, for instance, when you get egg yolk and put it in a little thing, you beat it. When you pour the egg yolk in there, it looks white and gooey and gooey and nasty. But you sit there and beat it. The consistency changes. Mm -hmm. It gets fluffy. Mm -hmm. And you stay. Yes. Just, it, it, it almost looks like, how is this possible? I'm egg white. The consistency changes. And when it changes, it don't go back. Mm 
to that liquid, ooey, gooey Amen. stuff, Amen. it stays there. Amen. It's almost at the point, if I took, whipped it in the bowl, if I had poured and put the egg white in the bowl, I took the bowl up there, it's going to, oh, once I get through whipping it and going through its transformation, I can turn the most highway and it'll just stay there. Like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm constant. I'm stuck. Amen. This is my new order that I must maintain. They don't, it don't eventually go back to that. It stays there. Amen. That's this new consistency. When God transformed you, show consistency by remaining transformed. Don't in and out, dinner and dabble. I'm weak today. I'm strong the next. I'm, I'm strong today. I'm weak. Next, I'm, I'm strong during the weekday and the weekend come out. I'm weak. Uh, holiday come, I'm weak. So consistency. To the point where it, it don't even bother you. Once you practice that, get that in practice, you begin to see it don't bother you no more. Right. So, Halloween coming don't bother me. Fourth of July, well, that's my birthday. That's, that's all that is to me. <laughs> it's either a day where I used to hit the club and party. It don't bother me no more. I didn't think I'd ever get I'd never be able to live and say that. But it don't bother me no more. I've got myself consistent in living for the Lord. According to the consistency um, I have here. Okay, now, um, Christians should strive to a measure of consistency in their life. Through the world, though the world changed all around them, their lives are found upon the rock, Jesus Christ, who is constant and unchanging. The Lord is unchanging. You need to unchange. You're going to change from sinful to more holy because he has poured more grace and knowledge on you and more faith in you. So you change and you maintain that standard. You don't go back. You go forward to change better. Not go back and go back to worse. God never changes. At least that's what the scriptures say, right? He never changes. He is constant yesterday, today, and forever. We can take courage and hope in the fact that we must also take heed and seek to live a life of consistency through the guidance of the Holy, Holy Ghost. Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Praise the Lord. If you can't do it, speak it then. Amen. The fruit of your lips will be established by the Lord. The only hope of consistency we have in Jesus, the only hope we have of being consistent is where? In Jesus. We are not able to live with consistency through the basis of our own human strength you think you can live, live for the Lord without, without the Lord helping you? Without the word of God, without the Holy Ghost? You think you? No, no, you can't do it. But through Christ indwelling present, we can live in the hope of his spiritual strength. Our sustenance comes through the Holy Ghost abiding in us. John 5, 15 and 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abides in me and I, he that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. 
So if God said without him we can't do nothing, don't even try to do go do something without him. Praise the Lord. Only with Christ can we do anything of lasting value. All other accomplishments are, 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 like, are like sand castles. We don't build a little sand castle over here in the sand. And the wind and the water blow it down. Eventually, we're going to be left with nothing. So it's very important that we learn to be consistent Amen. in our walk. Praise the Lord. With Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Also, we must remain consistent or constant in doctrine. That's something that we need to talk about. Doctrine. What is doctrine? Teaching. Teaching. I need you to get that. Sanctified people. You over the airway. Doctrine simply means teaching. My doctrine is the doctrine of Christ. I don't have a doctrine. You got some pastor that going to make up a doctrine. God didn't tell us to make no doctrine. We're trying to get you saved. We ain't trying to get... I, I'm trying to get you to be able to stand before God. Not to get you to come here and give me money. I don't care about your money. People, you, people, you got some some wolves and see coming. They, they, they messed up. That mind is all on natural, natural, natural. Where's the spiritual part? We're closer than people think. Sodom and Gomorrah, almost right on top of us again. We wonder how they behaved in that day and time. Look around. Can't turn on nothing without seeing something to remind you that we in that time. Praise Lord. It's going to get worse and worse before it gets better. Praise Lord. So, we must remain consistent in Christ's doctrine. Let's talk about that. Now, uh, Hebrews 13 and 9 said, And be not carried away, carried about with diver. Diver means different or strange doctrine. Hebrews 13 and 9 uses the analogy of sailing vessels carried about by changing wind. The writer reminds us that there is only one true wind, the word of God. There's only one true wind, the word of God. Everything else is false. In our day, we can read about religion in many publications. Am I right? Though there are many medias that teach ideas about religion, most fail to portray true religion. Much of the media shows a lifestyle that is contrary to the word of God. If we are not careful, these subtle winds will cause us to drift off course. Amen. We must take heed, be very careful to whom we listen to. And what we allow to enter your mind. There's one of the, this is one of the uh, 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 problems of TV and radio preaching. People may listen to teaching that is contrary to what their pastor is teaching and not think a thing of it. Um, I heard people say that, you ain't got to pay no time. Well, if you subject on, if you in a certain organization, and they tell you pay God, you need to stay with that organization. Don't 
don't listen to what they're saying over the internet. That ain't your pastor. They don't even know you. You, If you happen to get in touch with them, which I doubt that ever happened, if you happen by any chance of a miracle, they're going to say, who are you? I don't know you. And then they, whatever you call them for, they're going to try to get you to send them some money. So we got to understand, we, we, can't, we can't go contrary to what the pastor, the pastor teaches and not think a thing of it. But then they wonder what's wrong when they struggle in their life and faith. They listen to any and everything. You can't let that. If that thing is affecting you, turn it off. The Bible says that right hand, right hand offend thee, cut it off. If that right eye offends you, pluck it out. That don't mean go out there and take your eye out. I mean, have enough sense to know that's offending you what you're looking at. Turn it off. Turn to something else. I got to deal with that on a daily basis. If I pick up my tablet and go scrolling, sooner or later, something pop up. I hear the devil say, man, you know you like it. That, that's starting to offend me because I got God on the inside. I have to get out of that. If I can do it, you can do it. We can't stand before God said, Lord, you let that naked lady come up. You let that naked man come in front of me and I just couldn't resist that either. What? He said, I died for you. I gave you my the Holy Ghost. And you still telling me you can't do it? You don't want to do it. That's really what, what, the, what the problem is. Praise Lord. So we got to understand. We must take heed. To what we hear and receive. Don't receive everything. Praise the Lord. It's coming to you. Therefore, we ought to give the most honest heed to the thing which we have heard. He said, any time we should let them slip. I mean, be very careful to the thing we have uh, heard and listened to and received. He said, any time and we get complacent, it slips away. And we don't hold ourselves to that standard anymore. We must be constant. Remember I said that. Constant in Christ's doctrine. We must hold to the biblical pure, pure and complete message of this and seek to uh, apply it to our lives. You got it in there. You got it in your mind to apply to your life. Not in there to throw it at somebody else. It's there for you and you alone. Praise the Lord. You can't make nobody conform to the standard of God. You can only control yourself. It frustrates the, the human being that we can't control other human beings as we desire to, right? Some people we know they know they know, we know they need salvation. We, we, we can control them and make them to come to church. We realize once they once they get it, praise Lord, enough, it they'll take off. It's like a kite. You run up with a kite, man. Some of y'all out there over the airway probably say, "What's that?" Well, back then, there was a time where they ran with kites. And it was hard to get that kite to take off. You running, huh? Yeah, you running trying to get that kite to take off. We see somebody else got way up there. What's wrong? But boy, when it take off, be like, I got it now. We were trying to get you to come to church enough to get angered enough and get enough word in you, get enough holy, holiness and, and illumination that God had put in us to shine upon you through our word, through our praise, through our worship, through our prayer, through our music, to get you right with God and get you to say to yourself, man, 
I know it's something. I got, I got to stay here. God commands us not to add to or take away from his word. We are to embrace truth that is untainted by compromise, tradition, religion, or error. The, this present evil world needs pure word of God. Amen. They ain't going to change. If you water it down, they ain't going to change. If you just say you need to get saved, that ain't good enough. They need something strong. You need to let them know why they need a savior. Why, in some situation, let them know why you get why you get saved. Why you come to church. Work out your soul salvation with fear and trouble. Knowing that one day we all must stand before the judgment seat of God. To give an account for the things done in this body. Praise the Lord. Jesus has given us a handbook for life. Christ's doctrine is pure doctrine, not opinions, not but truth. It's not opinion, but it's the truth. Jesus is the only way. John 14 and 6 tells us, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. When you pray, say, Lord, you, Jenny, you draw me to you. I need you to draw that, mention that name of that person if you want the Lord to draw. Remember, the Bible said, no man coming to the Father except God draw him. God draw him. Lord, I need you to draw that person the way you draw me. And when you say that, when you finish a prayer, you get up saying, Lord, I thank you. I don't care what you go and look at and see. Lord, I thank you for you. how you're going to draw that soul. I thank you how you're going to convict that soul. I thank you for how you're going to do it. I don't see how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. Don't go by what you see. Go by your faith. Your faith is not something that you see. She didn't see me saved, but she had faith that God could save me. So she had to walk, initiate faith. Then eventually I came in. There are many doctrines in the world. There are doctrines of men, doctrines of devils, doctrines that are only partly true. The devil loved them. You should not surely die. Jesus, Jesus. That's what he told Eve. Doctrines of religion, doctrines of society, but none of these doctrines will save the eternal soul of a person. Rather, the only saving doctrine is that of Jesus Christ. Only the pure doctrine of God's eternal word will save us and promote true growth, spiritual growth. But you must have that spiritual desire to have that spiritual growth. We need to hold to the unchanging doctrine of Christ, regardless of what comes. Look, some things are going to come, it's going to shake you. Death is one of them. Death, death is something that shakes people. Some people just backslide over death. Somebody that, look, God is equipping us that we can endure this. Praise the Lord. But you must look at the Word of God as being your protector and your help. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Uh, I, I've told you some things right now that can help you in your spiritual desire to live holy. But the main thing you need to understand that without God, you can't do nothing. Without, so you got to keep God on the inside. God going to make a way for anything else. Remember, when you pray, pray according to his will. You cannot say, Lord, give me a million dollars. That ain't his will. Lord, I want 12 houses that I can impress my people that I know. But that ain't God's will for you. That's your desire for the flesh. Well, get to understand God. The Bible says, take my yoke and learn them. My yoke is easy. I'm meek and lowly heart, and you can still find a rest for your soul. Put my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You need to take it up and find understand how God you can pray according to his will and know that it is God's will to save people. It is God's will to help us live safe. It is God's will to become a, 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 a vessel that God can use to encourage somebody to get saved. Praise the Lord. Your family is counting. Your co-workers is counting. I'm counting on it. God is counting on it. And you know we can do all things through Christ who strength of me. I'm going to start right there. A spiritual desire is very important that we maintain that desire. I hope I said something that may help you in the journey. Any, any other questions? Anybody has a question that one? Amen. Y'all enjoying this? Amen. Amen. Good, good, good. Teach you. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm going to let you go. God bless you.